As I was praying, I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to share? I mentioned that to you before that I feel the Lord has given me a call to exhort and to encourage. And so as I prayed and waited on the Lord, I received the following sentence. I am preparing my army for the last days, and I'm looking for soldiers who are willing to enlist. Let me read it again. I am preparing my army for the last days, and I'm looking for soldiers who are willing to enlist. As we are wrapping up this year, I would like us to consider right now what exactly does that mean? I would like us to consider the definition first. What does it mean to be enlisted soldier? I actually went to goarmy.com, and I'm going to tell you what they think it means to enlist. And who are enlisted soldiers? They are the backbone of the army, responsible for carrying out orders and ensuring the success of their unit's mission. Carrying out orders and ensuring the success of their unit's mission. What are the requirements to become an enlisted soldier? I looked it up again. Well, you must be medically and physically fit and in good moral standing. You must be a legal citizen or a resident alien. And then there were other requirements, age-wise and weight-wise and height-wise and other stuff that is not really relevant to what we are doing, so I'm not going to talk about it. However, I do want you to remember the medically and physically fit. Because there are things that are not up to you at all. But there are also things that are up to you. And we have a part to play. So the very next question that I would like to ask you today is, what about the Lord's army? What does it mean to enlist in the Lord's army? And I very specifically felt that the Lord was prompting me and telling me that it is for the last days. There's a different urgency and a different emphasis on what we are going to do in the last days. And believe me, and I think you already have seen it, and I think you already know it, that it means it is going to be tougher, and it is going to be harder, and it is going to be and is more demanding. So what exactly does that mean? Now, all of you either have physical Bible, that's very few, probably, if any. I do see some, very good. But I really don't care if it's physical or digital, but I do want you to use your Bibles. And I would like you to look up Hebrews 12, 11. What exactly does it mean to enlist in the Lord's army? And let's read Hebrew 12 and verse 1. I'm going to start with, let us lay aside. Every weight, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set 
before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I think you would agree with me, and many people say it's generational, but there is some element of truth in it. But I would say overall, if we look at our culture, if we look at the society, overall, not many people have endurance. So often, we see that when difficulties come, people just quit. People are not willing to endure. And many times, we actually miss out. Because you know what? When we endure, our character is shaped. We are being strengthened. And that is the only time you are going to see victory. If you don't endure, if you leave the, uh, the, the field when you are playing soccer or any game, how can you possibly win? Oh, it hurts so much. Well, that's part of it. Those of you who exercise, if I was to call on you, how many times are you in severe pain even though you exercise? So many times you come home and, oh my goodness gracious, oh, my muscles are so sore. If you truly exercise, you will have a lot of hardship and you will have to endure in order to see the results. Those of you who exercise, can you tell me whether or not you see any results if you just do it two months out of a year? Okay, Dominic is laughing. And I think some of you also are laughing because, no, you are not going to see any difference. Whereas you are going to feel a lot of pain because, again, your muscles are not used to it and you start exercising again and you do it hard for two months, you are going to be very, very sore. Endurance is the key to being fit. Endurance is the key. So what exactly does it mean to endure? I used Merriam-Webster dictionary, and I'm going to read the definition to you. What is endurance? The ability to withstand hardship or adversity, especially the ability to sustain, listen, a prolonged, stressful effort or activity. Sustain a prolonged effort. Effort that actually is stressful. How many of you love stress? And if I was to stand here and say, okay, this is going to be a very stressful and a very, very difficult job, and you are going to get minimum wages. How many of you sign up for that? Not many. That's why we do have a high turnover here at Elam. Endurance, doing things because you know you're called to do it. And even when hardship and stress come, you don't quit, you endure. That is a characteristic of a Christian soldier. Are you willing to enlist in the Lord's army? What else does it say? We need to do. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 12. 
and verse 9. Romans chapter 12 and verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Not just avoid what is evil, abhor. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. There are so many things right now in this world. Everything seems to be me-oriented. When we look at our politicians, when we look at the government, I'm sorry, when we look at some churches, when we look at some Christians, a lot of times, often, it's initiated by pride, and it is me-oriented or me-focused. And I want to challenge myself and every single one of you. Let's abhor what is evil, because pride is evil in the eyes of the Lord. It actually says that he gives grace to whom? To the humble. But he what? He resists. Resists the proud. So that is another characteristic of a Christian soldier that I want us to keep in mind. I would like you to continue and stay in chapter 12 of Romans. And let's go to verse 11. Verse 11 actually says, Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not lagging in diligence. What exactly does that mean? Since we already started reading and using Merriam-Obster dictionary, I figured I would stick to it. So I'm going to read you that definition. The very first word, it said, steady, earnest, and energetic efforts, devoted and painstaking work and application to accomplish an undertaking. Does that sound similar to endurance? Again, it means that you are going to be devoted, to be committed, to painstakingly working on accomplishing a task that you were given. It does not sound like an easy thing to do. If we want to have a nice life, you know, so many people love when we are stressing how much God loves us, and he does. So many people love when we emphasize that he heals and, and he gives us victory and, and he is fighting for us. And all of that is true. Hallelujah. But there is another side that the Lord wants to challenge you. And he will allow circumstances in your life that are going to be difficult and hard. Why? Because he wants to do something in you. Because he wants to build character. Because he wants to teach you endurance. And he wants you to do it with diligence. And that means it's going to be hard and not easy. If you want an easy job, do not sign up for ministry. Please spare yourself and others. 
If you want an easy job, please do not apply for being a teacher. Spare yourself and others. If you want an easy job, then probably the best thing is to get a physical job. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But it probably will be the least stressful. And it depends. It depends what you do. But if you want to be in the Lord's army, and if you are willing and ready to enlist, get ready for some hardship. And if you think that I'm not right, please open 2 Timothy 2, 3. Because right here it says, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Are you willing to be enlisted as a soldier in the end time army of the Lord? Are you willing? to endure hardship? Are you willing to be diligent and accomplish the task that you have been given? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to humble yourself? Are you willing to serve out of the spotlight when nobody sees? Are you willing to serve even when no one appreciates? Are you willing? Are you willing to do the very thing that is the definition of the enlisted soldier to be the backbone, to be responsible for carrying out orders and ensuring the success of their unit's mission? And I would say, are you willing to ensure the success of what the Lord called you to do, of what the Lord plans for Elam Bible Institute and College. See, whenever we, the Lord might have called you to do something. The Lord might have told you what to do. And then you start doing it. But you start encountering hardship, difficulties. Somebody may be slandering you. Trust me, that happens. Sometimes you are not able to share certain things and information because it's confidential. And you are not allowed to talk about it. And so therefore, right here at Elam, as leaders, sometimes you don't have any idea why on earth are we doing it. It doesn't make any sense. It seems almost cold-hearted and sometimes it seems illogical. Why are they doing it? Well, we don't always have the privilege to share that information with you. But trust me that it's not easy. And those times, those are the times that people may not understand why you are doing it, but you know you have to. Are you going to endure or are you going to run away? Being a teacher, I love demonstrations and I love different gadgets. So. I saw Brother Dig looking at that and it's like, what on earth is it there? Yes, I hit it right there. 
And I was really watching him making sure he doesn't take it away. See, when the Lord, let's just picture for a minute that this is you. And if you are closed from this side and you are closed from this side, and whether it's your parents, whether it's your grandma and grandpa, and whether it's your friends, before you know the Lord, we as humans, most of us, were, we all were blind, and most of us were in bondage and enslaved and completely unaware of Satan ruling our lives. And the Lord is knocking. The Lord stands at the door and knocks. And people stay, stand in the gap and pray for you. And then the Lord is able to penetrate and take the scales of your eyes and actually free you and take that off. And at that point, the Lord pours his light and his truth and everything that there is. Whoops, the other one. Okay, there we go. If it was dark here, you would see that this is a pretty good light, actually. And that pours, he pours it right into it. Again, if it was dark, you would see a little bit of the light rays coming out of it. The light is in you. You have been gifted spiritually. You have been given the freedom. You have been set free. But you have a part to play. The light and the gifts and everything has been given to you, but you still have a part to play because it's still closed from this end. And it is up to you to take this piece off. You are set free. It is no longer chained, but you have to act. You have to do it. You have to endure. You have to be diligent. And when you do, that's when the light comes in. And that's when the light starts shining. And that's when you are affecting everybody else. But you are the one that has to take that off. See, the Lord already set you free. The Lord already took the other part. The Lord already took the chains off you. But you have a part to play. And he will not force you to do your part. That is up to you. Are you willing to endure? Are you willing to do it diligently? Are you willing to accomplish a task that he has called you to do? Please notice that it actually says in Hebrew 11.6, it says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Again, Hebrew 11.6, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Those who seek me diligently, not just, oh Lord, thank you for this day, you know, speak through me, anoint me, goodbye. That's not diligently seeking him. Are you willing to endure hardship? Are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to be committed, to be devoted, to diligently 
work on carrying the orders and accomplishing a mission that he has and that he has for this world in the last days. If I was to ask you who is praying for revival, I think all of you would say, I am. We all desire the Lord to move in a miraculous way, to revive us, to we want to be revived. We want the Lord to touch others. We want others to come. We want the news to be spread around and everybody know that the Lord is among us. But with revival also comes hardship. With revival, soldiers are needed. With revival, servants are needed. You know, when a newborn is, arrives in this world, and I really know, because as you know, I am a proud grandma for the first time in my life. And that's the best thing to be. Because you know what? As a parent, it comes with a lot of challenges, especially as a mom. You have to endure so much. And guess what? You cannot quit halfway. If you realize, oh, this is pretty tough, and you are pregnant, some people do quit, okay? But I hope that's not you. There is no quitting. And as a mom, you have to endure. As a dad, you have to endure. If you want to see results, talking about being a teacher, the only thing that I consider more fulfilling is being a parent. Because then you are a teacher and a parent. Are you going to endure? If you want to see results, if you want to gain victory, if you want to see the Lord fulfilling the mission in this world, at Elam, in your life, you must be diligent and you must endure. The fourth characteristic of a soldier is that we must realize that everything we are called to do is for God and for the benefit of others. You know, it took me a while to really understand that. Because so many times when we are gifted, when we receive certain things, when, whether it's talents, whether it's gifts, whether it's opportunities, some of us may have a tendency to feel special. We forget that we were not given this because we are special. You are given the talents and the gifts only because God has chosen you for the benefit of somebody else. And if you are not serving for the benefit of somebody else, then you are missing the point and you are misusing the gifts and talents you are given. And to prove my point, I'm going to read several verses here because it is not me saying it, it is the Bible saying that. That everything we are given is for the edification of others. And if not, you are completely missing it. 2 Corinthians 5.15. It says, He died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves. Hello. Should live no longer for themselves. Who do you live for? Me or others? Why are you here? You or others? Why did God give you gifts? For you or for others? 
for you to enjoy it or for others to benefit? Continuing that verse, but for him who died for them. Galatians 3.8, in you all the nations shall be blessed. In you all the nations will be blessed. God was speaking that to Abraham. For the longest time, I always felt like Israel was special and God chose them and God selected them, and they were. But not long ago, actually, my husband preached about it and he said that Israel was chosen for the benefit of everybody else. So that all the nations shall be blessed. And I was like, wow. I actually told him, you inspired me. I already had half of the message, but the other half came through your preaching. Philippians 2.4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Why do you desire to excel? Is it so that you can build a huge church? Is it so that you become famous? Is it so that people talk about you? Or is it for the edification of the church? What is our motive? Let's check it. And then 2 Corinthians 12, 19. We do all things, beloved, for your edification. Just like enlisted soldiers, we are responsible for carrying his orders. And I would like to close with that very question. Are you willing to enlist in the Lord's army? He is preparing an army for the last days. And he's looking for soldiers who are willing to enlist. But that means you are signing up to endure hardship. You are signing up to be diligent. And you are promising not to quit when it gets difficult. But instead, seek him diligently, press in, and let him work through you and use you so that you can take that very thing, you will throw it out, and you will allow him to shine through you and to use you.